You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. In today's episode, I'm chatting to you all about Facebook audiences, some of the different options you've got for targeting, and which audience is working best right now in my agency. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. Today, I really wanted to chat with you about what's working right now in my client's Facebook ad campaigns when it comes to targeting. So you've got a lot of different options with targeting different audiences on Facebook. I'm going to break them down for you. And then at the end, I'm going to let you know sort of which one's working right now. And uh, it's, it's quite surprising actually, which one's the most effective for just about across the board with all my clients right now. So there are a range of different audiences and a lot of people, you might be listening and thinking, oh yes, they used to be really great, but you know, ever since the iOS changes and blah, 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 people have said things about, you know, Facebook's not working anymore, the targeting's not there anymore, things like that. Now there's some truth to that to an extent. When the Facebook privacy got affected through Apple's iOS changes, so if you're not aware, oh, we're going nearly two years back now. Apple brought out some new privacy laws and you could no longer track what somebody did from your app to when they left your app and actually like interacted on websites and things like that. So it used to be that Facebook, as part of their terms and conditions, says that we will track your usage wherever you use our app. So whether you're using it on a browser, it would track all your browser visits and emails and things that you do on that browser. And If you're using your phone, then it can see what else you do on your phone. So what happened is Apple being a little bit cheeky, saying that this is all about protecting people's privacy. But in truth, they're actually bringing out their own advertising platform. And in the really small, fine print, it says this new laws, these new rules that we've brought out do not apply to our own platform. So now with every app, the first time that you use it or the first time you use it since this came into effect, you'll get asked, do you allow this app to track you outside of this app? So what that means is everyone got this screen that said, hey, do you want Facebook to track you? Yes or no. Facebook did put a little pop-up that came up first to try and educate people and saying, you know, if you allow us to track you, you're going to see ads that are relevant to you. And if you don't, well, you know, we won't be able to tailor the experience to you. So you won't get as good an experience. We never know exactly how many people opted out but it's much higher than the amount of people that went, yeah, sure, track me. If you're interested, I said, yes, track me because I would rather get ads. But for those who don't know, you know, being tracked, it's one of those things we think, well, why would I want them to do that? So most people opted out. So this did a few different things. So first, I'm going to go through the different audiences that you've got available to you. Then I'll talk about the effects that those privacy changes from Apple implemented and sort of enforced by Apple actually brought along. And you might think, well, why don't they just, you know, not not go along with that? So if people didn't go along with their new laws, they weren't allowed to be in the app store. So the majority of mobile phone, smartphone owners have iPhones. So that would be more than half of Facebook's market gone if they didn't have the app available on iPhone. So 
I'd love to see if they called the bluff and, um, you know, how many people would still buy iPhones if they couldn't get Facebook on there. Might be a big shakeup, but for now, they are following suit. So let's go through the different audiences. The first one is the information that you give Facebook when you sign up for your profile. So you give them your name, your email, your date of birth, so they know how old you are, so that you can uh, tell them, you know, that you are over the minimum age requirement. But also it goes into the data they collect on you. So they know, you know, if you're in your 30s or 40s or if you're about to have a birthday, things like that. The other thing that they can tell from your geolocation is where you are. So by not being able to track you, they may not necessarily know where you are these days, but quite often we put in our hometown on our bio. So that kind of gets around that. So there's all these little details that we do put in, like where we used to work or where we do work, uh, what we do for a living, you know, who we're in a relationship with. So Facebook knows if you're married or single or all these different things. So they do collect this information on people. Now, it's not like they're giving out to advertisers, oh, here go target Karen. She's 35, married, lives in Hobart. Here's her information. It just allows people to put up an ad and say, hey, I want you to show my ad to people that meet these parameters. So they never get to see the list of who those people are. So there was no real privacy breach that I see from doing all of these ads, but obviously they are cracking down and limiting that. So a lot of those things you're still telling Facebook and that's within the app. So they're allowed to still use that information for targeting. But then there was broader targeting. So you can still target based on, you know, if you're wanting to target men or women or where somebody is based. So if you're wanting your ads just to run in Australia or outside of Australia or even by state or town, and you can target by age bracket, like I want to target everyone between 20 and 35, and all of that's still possible. So that in itself is really uh, great that we can do that. You know, you don't put up a TV ad and know exactly who's going to be watching that. So you can restrict your ad spend to not go to men if your product is for women, things like that. Some of the extra targeting that we've, for some people, lost the ability to do is interest-based targeting. So this is things like if somebody's really interested in horse riding, they might be going to a horse riding websites. And then if that website's got a Facebook pixel on it because that person's also advertising on Facebook, that would send that data back and we would know that, hey, Karen's visited this website about horse riding and she's done that a couple of times. So it looks like she's pretty interested in in this topic and you might want to show us some ads regarding that. What we can still do to build that interest profile is Facebook still knows if you're in certain groups. So if you're in a horse riding, horse lovers group on Facebook, that's within the app and they still know that. If you're messaging your friends about horse riding all the time, they still know that. So you are still getting some interest-based targeting even from people who opt out. There's just not as much from what we used to be able to get. So that's interest-based targeting. That goes across a lot of different things. It can be even included sort of like suggested wage brackets that they think people were in, like how affluent they were. Buying intent, so if they're about to purchase something, like they know because they've been looking at a couple and adding to cart and things like that. So highly engaged shoppers can be different sports, any kind of topic you can think of, beauty, fashion, frog racing. I don't know where that came from, Uh, whatever it might be. Okay, so there was many, many, many interests. A lot of those interests have been pulled back. So there's still a lot of interests you can target on, but there's not as many 
they culled a lot that were relying on that sort of third-party data that they're not collecting now. So we've got interest-based targeting, we've got sort of the demographic targeting, and then you've got what's called lookalikes. So lookalike audiences are really powerful because what it does is you create this seed audience, and that seed audience can be an email list, it can be a group of people who've taken a certain action. So one of the things that we used to be able to do is track everyone's behavior on your own website. So how many people went to your website? Did they just go to the homepage? Did they go to a product page? Did they add to cart? Did they purchase? We can still track those things for people who have not opted out. We can't track them for people who have. So that information or that group of people is not as strong, not as big. So the more sales you're getting, the stronger your data is going to be. You can say, Facebook, I want to show people similar or that look like, hence the lookalike audience, these people. So everyone that's purchased from me in the last 180 days. Now, there needs to be a minimum 100 people in this audience for it to work. So if you're only getting 100 purchases a month, it's not going to work because not all 100 are going to be opted in for tracking. But if you're getting, say, 500, likely 100 still are. So once you've got this seed audience, it can also be an email list. It can be people that are like your Facebook page, lots of different things. It doesn't have to be based on your website. Facebook then targets people who are similar. One recent change is that you used to have to set the location when you created that audience. So you would say, I want people similar to my email list in Australia. And then you would have to have 100 people within that country to set that audience up. Now they've actually changed that. If you've used Lookalike recently, you'll notice that you don't set up the country until you're actually setting up your ad in the ad set, you then select the country. So you can actually create sort of much bigger audiences because you don't have to have 100 in each individual country to be able to set up that lookalike audience. So that's quite a nifty new tool or change. So the lookalike audiences, when we did have access to all of the data, were one of the strongest audiences that we had because you could get people who had taken certain actions on your website, added to cart, purchased, And you had a lot of that data because you were tracking everyone who did that on your website. Now we've got less people because obviously not all of them are being tracked. And then outside of your lookalike audiences, you've got pixel-based audiences. So this is where you can create an audience. I've done this in kind of the wrong order, but so some of the things that you were doing lookalike of is based on the actions people took on your website. So you can have an audience of people who have viewed content. So that means they've viewed an actual product on your product pages, or it could be people who just viewed a page. So your home about things like that. It could be people who have added to cart and people who have checked out. So these are great for creating audiences that you can retarget and go, Hey, don't forget to come back and check out. Or, Hey, we know you loved your products. Why not come back and buy again? So these are pixel based audiences. They were the most powerful way to use Facebook ads. Unfortunately, we've now lost the ability to attract everyone. So we're not getting as much of that data. Now, what's something you can do about it to sort of plug some of these holes of the data that we're missing? One thing that I'm doing, it's working really well, is I highly recommend Klaviyo. Klaviyo integrates beautifully with Shopify and also with Facebook. And you can set up an audience and it will continue to populate. So what I mean by that is if somebody makes a purchase via your Shopify website, They can then go onto an email list on your Klaviyo to say these people have purchased, whether it be in the last 30 days or all time. You can then create a Facebook audience of that email list and it will constantly update. 
So what that means is even though they're maybe not getting tracked that they've made a purchase through the Facebook pixel, they are being added to that email list. And it won't be a 100% match because they have to be using the same email. But Clavio can push that list back to Facebook and say, hey, I want to target these people. So you can plug some of that data using Clavio or the email provider that you use, and you can use email lists to plug some of that data. Now, one thing that's really important with Facebook ads, and if you've ever tried them and not left them on for very long, you may never have actually experienced the full potential. When you first turn on your Facebook ads, you're telling Facebook what you want somebody to do. So you're optimizing for something. Your objective might be to get people to view content. You might just want really cheap traffic to your website. You might want people to engage, or you might want people to take an action, like to view a product, to add to cart, or even to purchase. Now, the more an event that happens on your website, the more likely that you can optimize for that. And you need to be getting at least 50 a week. So if you're not getting 50 purchases a week, you cannot optimize for that because you need 50 trackable purchases per week. So what does happen is every time somebody makes that action that Facebook can track, whether it be a purchase or an add to cart, Facebook is collecting all this data and going, oh, you know what? These people that are purchasing, oh, they're all from this particular country or area. They all seem to have this interest in common. Oh, they're all female. So they collect this data pool of these people based on what it is that you're trying to get, what you're optimizing for. And then every time it happens, that data becomes stronger and stronger. And you might be targeting a million people. You might be targeting a really broad audience. But instead of just showing to all million people, they're going to pick the ones that are closest to the people that have already taken that action. So if people are purchasing and you're optimizing for purchases, they're going to go, well, within this million, these 50,000 people are the closest to the ones that are taking that action. So we're actually going to show your ad to those people. So the longer you keep your ads running or the more you spend, so you can do this process quite quickly by spending more money, the more data Facebook gets, the stronger your results will be because it can optimize. So if you've run Facebook ads and left them up for a week and you're thinking, oh, well, that didn't work, you know, maybe you haven't given Facebook its time to really optimize and you'll find as you do, you know, you still got to do all your edits and tweaks and split test things, but your ads will naturally get stronger as long as things are converting and you're getting what it is that you're trying to optimize for. So my client campaigns will get stronger and stronger based on that data pool and the more data we're getting. So the more purchases that you have, the more successful that your website is when you start, the more likely that you can actually just target some really broad audiences. So one of the audiences that I always test is actually just super broad. So I will just target a country. I'll select a gender if the target market is specific to a gender. Like if the product's only for women, you sell women's skincare, then you're not going to select all genders. And then I might select quite a broad age bracket. And then I will let Facebook do the rest. I'll say, look, Facebook, these are the ads that I want to show. And I want people to add to cart. So within these couple of million that I've just narrowed it down to, I want you to show it to the people who are most likely to add to cart. And they will do that. And the longer that ad runs, or the more you spend, the more data is collected, the stronger 
that data pool will get and the stronger that ad will perform because it will have more data to pull from and go, you know, actually now we really know which people are most likely to add to cart. So you can start with a really broad audience. And one thing I've noticed lately is, so for quite a while, especially after the iOS changes, broad audiences were the strongest audiences for quite some time. Lookalikes tended to die off because there was that limited data available. However, in the last couple of months, especially, all of my clients have seen fantastic results from lookalike audiences. So lookalike audiences have gotten much better than when all of the changes first happened. So the number one audience for my clients right now is actually lookalike audiences. So if you've stopped using lookalike audiences because you weren't getting the results, I'd highly recommend that you give them another shot and especially that you can select the country at the ad set level. So if you've got a list that's mixed countries, you might have better luck actually making a lookalike audience when it wasn't big enough before. So I hope this has kind of explained to you the different options around audience targeting and sort of what you can use on Facebook and Instagram and uh, a bit of an insight into what's working right now. Now, if you've got any questions about today's episode, I would love for you to reach out. The best place to get me is on Instagram at Unstoppable Ecom, E-C-O-M-M. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com. 